Welcome to No Budget Dreams. I'm Kelsey Nicole. If this is your first episode, thank you for joining us. I hope that you enjoy our little pot, my little podcast here. Uh, if you are coming back for the third episode, thanks so much for the support, and I appreciate it. Uh, so a no-budget dream is when you have a perfect pitch for a project that you would create if money and intellectual property were not an option. I have these conversations with my friends constantly, so I built a podcast around it, and every week I will have a new guest on who will discuss their no-budget dream with me. That being said, it is the nature of fandom that we are all passionate and we all have different opinions and we have different creators that we like or don't like. I'll try to keep it as positive as possible, but if myself or one of my guests says something that you don't agree with or doesn't like a creator that you like, just know that we're coming from a place of this is just an opinion. So try not to take it personally because we're not saying that if you like that person, you're a bad person. Oh, we just don't always agree on everything. And that is what's great about being a human is that you just, you don't have to agree. So try to keep an open mind, even if you don't like some of the opinions that someone has, because remember that this is their no budget dream. So it want to encourage people to be as open and honest as they possibly can with what they dream up and what they what they think their perfect project would be uh, also if there are spoilers I will do my best to comment in the co show comments make a note that there will be spoilers ahead uh, because the last thing that I want to do is ruin something for somebody or you know spoil the end of the sixth sense if you haven't seen the sixth sense by now like you kind of have that coming but, you know, I don't want to destroy anyone's enjoyment of anything. So I will do my best to notate spoilers. But they don't typically happen since we are talking about things that don't... Uh, Storylines and situations that don't exist. Uh, but from time to time we will discuss other people's um, work or inspirations. So spoilers may come up. Uh, so I'll do my best to tag them and let you know that there are spoilers ahead and where to skip. Uh, I also have a little bit of housekeeping. I have created some social media around this podcast. So if you want to tweet me, uh, mostly the Twitter is me commenting about weird things. Uh, also watching movies and tweeting about them. Uh, I recently was watching Sharknado and tweeted about Sharknado 6, uh, which was on recently. And I was watching the tail end of Gods of Egypt and surprised that movie got made and tweeting about that. So if you want to tweet at me or join in on my random live tweeting of movies that I just catch on the television, uh, you can tweet me at no budget dreams. If you want to see the stupid graphics that I make regarding every episode to post and promote, uh, you can follow me on the Instagram at no budget dreams pod. And if you want to shoot me a line and email and share your no budget dream or ask me about my no budget dream or give me some constructive criticism or some accolades or just share a story with me, uh, you can hit me up at nobudgetdreamspod at gmail.com. So those are my housekeeping notes for today. I will now introduce my guest for this episode. His name is Matt Peters. He's a real good friend of mine. 
He is the host of the Since Last We Spoke podcast and a member of the Chicago Nerd Social Club Board of Organizers. And he's been featured in the three successful Kickstarter project sizzle reels this year. And he's an all-around great guy. So uh, I introduce to you Matt Peters, and he will be back with me after this short intermission. Oh, wow. What's up? Hi, how are you? Oh, you know, same shit, different day. I hear that. I hear that. It was just a long day. But now I get to do the most exciting part of my day, which is talk to you. Hooray. Yay. (laughs) So I'll give you the same forewarning as I have given everybody else. The cats, when I get home, get really chatty. So if you hear some obnoxious meowing in the background, um, or if I just yell, shut up, it's not at you. (laughs) I was hoping to get like the Elaine response, just like my idea is so good, like shut up, you know. But... Shut up. <laughs> no, it's, That's it's fine too. yeah, it's like one hundred percent me yelling at the entity of fear. Okay. So, because he's the one who gets annoying. <laughs> Alrighty, so lay it on me. What's what's your first pitch here? Okay, so I have several pitches for you. The first one. So are... excited. Good, because the first ones are awful, and <laughs> there's a reason why they didn't pass the uh, <laughs> the spec phase, so you'll hear very quickly why that is. <laughs> I mean, listen, after I've heard about just an, a personal sex fantasy of Caitlin's, I mean, I, I don't think that we can set the bar much lower. Well, see, I, I think she raised the bar, because initially I wasn't going to get blue, and then Caitlin came on, and I'm like, oh, well, shit. Okay, I can do better than <laughs> and that. And Caitlin started it off with just, yeah. oh, okay, this is what we're going to do. Gotcha. She kicked it off. <laughs> Miss Caitlin Dream Daddy Rossberg kicked it off. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Dream Daddy. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Okay, we'll get to that one last. All right. Okay. So, my first one, it's an awful idea. It's a black barbershop. It's called Fade to Black. That's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. That's the entire thing. That's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. But the reason why it's included is because it belongs in this complex, this mini mall of different ideas that I have. My next one, my next one is almost as bad. (laughs) You ever drive down the street or you're riding in a taxi or a bus and you just see one shoe on the side of the expressway? Literally, not kidding you, just got off the bus and saw one shoe as I was, like, walking towards my apartment. Like, mm-hmm. there was just one shoe sitting there. It's a, and I was, I almost, I almost always take a picture of them and be like, there's a story here. But I didn't today because I was in a hurry. <laughs> well, you just read my mind because that's exactly <laughs> what the website is. Oneshoe.com, where people can come and share their photos of one shoe in an odd situation, like on the side of an expressway. Or in a puddle of gravy or something like that. And people get to come and compete and make up the best story as to how that shoe got there, where the other shoe ended up, and what's going on with the owner. Dude, I actually want you to make that. Like, right. that's not a no-budget dream. That's a, like, $18 a month Squarespace. Hey, like... now. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, that's that's who we got to get to sponsor the show, man. You got to get Squarespace <laughs> right? and Wix and all those folks. <laughs> right? I need to start getting some actual fo- people who are not just my friends. There you who go. I love you all to death, but also, like, I need I need to get, like, following so I can get Wix to sponsor me. And then we can maybe make com. <laughs> so that's right, folks. If you want this to happen, tweet Kelsey. <laughs> Let her know, oneshoe.com. We'll go with a half on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll go have these, six there bucks you go. each. Yeah. <laughs> That's a low-budget dream. <laughs> See, now we got to change the name of the show and everything. Ah, ah, there's so many problems. It's fraught with issues. So that's idea number two. Um, idea number three is where it starts getting weird, so get ready. All, All right. right. So as you know, I'm a video game player. I like no. comics. Yeah, yeah. Wrestling, all that stuff. So, you know, I have a lot of friends that are belly dancers and burlesque performers (laughs) and who work in the sex industry, some of them. And you know what would be great if there was a place where they could combine their fandom and their evening jobs. I call this place Limit Breakers. So (laughs) this is a gentleman's club. You know, not necessarily for gentlemen, but for people of higher tastes. They come in and they expect to see a certain thing. And that certain thing, of course, is people removing clothing. Okay. So in addition to that, um, there are themes. So you have a theme night. You have a Star Trek night where possibly one of the performers is painted all green or... There's a, um, you know, a Kingdom Hearts theme night or something like that, where the performer takes off everything but has on big floppy shoes for some reason and talks like Donald Duck. I don't know. See, that's why it's a bad idea. Because oh, that's not a bad idea at all. I 100% want to see stripper Donald Duck. Like, I legitimately want to listen to somebody making that Donald Duck sound while taking <laughs> off their clothes. Like, like full white snake like on a pole that's a hundred percent what i want out of this exchange <laughs> well see it's even perfect for that song that came out back in the 70s disco duck perfect. so yeah <laughs> you get a little you get a little donald duck you get a little howard the duck you get you can just go the full spectrum you know if you're into the older people you can get some screwed mcduck yeah, see, that's right. I forgot because of Howard the Duck and, and George Lucas's twisted imagination. We already saw duck boobies. So this is like, you right? know, a revisitation of that and my childhood trauma of realizing, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> there, I might be a furry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that wasn't supposed to happen. All right. So there's that idea. Now, see, I got to give credit where credit is due because, you know, I've had this idea for a while and it's one that I was actually kicking around uh, with some buddies of mine years ago. But, you know, since I um, helped produce the uh, Chicago Nerd Comedy Festival, I've I've seen that this is actually becoming close to reality. Uh, We've got, of course, uh, Stella Cheeks, who was a huge wrestling fan, and she did a whole routine as uh, ex-wrestler, current uh, MMA fighter CM Punk. And uh, Shirley Blazin, oh my God, she is like a plethora of different characters. One of my favorites is when she performs as Krusty the Clown. And <laughs> spoiler warning, she does a great Krusty all the way down to the point where 
between her tassels, she's got the uh, the heart surgery scar from when he had the oh bypass. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Perfect. it's kind of great. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, shout out to Shirley Blazin. You got to you got to check out her show. <laughs> All right, so if you ever grew up, had a crush on Krusty the Clown growing up, yep. now's your time. If that's your fetish, there's an answer <laughs> for you. There you go. You know, if it exists, <laughs> there's porn of it somewhere on the internet. Rule 34, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. so everybody, you know, as, as Caitlin often says as well, don't yuck my yum. So right. there's something for everybody at Limit Breakers. And the great thing about Limit Breakers, too, is it promotes being generous to the performers because um, you have this level up system in place. So you come in, you have a, a frequent visitors card, that sort of thing. Um, every time you spend a certain amount of money at Limit Breakers, uh, just like in the game Final Fantasy, it plays that, you know, victory music. that dun, 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 yeah. And you level up. And as you level up, you get more uh, benefits at the club. You know, not nobody's doing anything they don't agree to do, nothing like that. But, you know, maybe there's a certain back room that you want to visit or something like that. That's available to you at a certain level because you are a valued customer at Limit Breakers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I am 100%. <laughs> and then that way, you know, if you're not, if that's not your thing as the performer, then you don't have to participate in that either. And it doesn't make you feel like, oh, well, I have to make money tonight, so I guess I'll have to do this thing because he's the customer and that's what he wants. Or she, you know, there's exactly. busy people on both sides. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, oh, no, that sounds too much like Trump. Oh, both no. genders have <laughs> scuzzy people. Both genders can be scuzzy. That's what I mean. That's all true. Genders, all genders across the fluid gender spectrum can have scuzzy people. But just like the best comic conventions, we want to make sure that there are rules clearly posted that highlight consent above all else. That is the most important Exactly. Thing. Yeah, yeah. We want everybody to have a good time. We want the performers to make money, but we want everybody to go home feeling good about themselves. Perfect. Yes. So that is my third bad idea. Now we get to the stuff that's a little less outlandish. <laughs> Let's talk comic books. So I, okay. I don't think we've ever talked about Green Lantern before. Which is a shame because... I have a cat named Parallax, so obviously I like the this Green Lantern. I will actually bit. tell you though, I did come from I I did come from a place of not liking the Green Lantern. <laughs> and I did originally think that the Green Lantern was dumb because he's allergic to the color yellow. And like, <laughs> how did you get to school? Like how what happens if you have to save a bus full of kids? Like, you can't it's yellow. Like, what are you going to do? And I used to think he was really dumb. And I saw the shitty Ryan Reynolds movie. Yes. And I was like, this movie is not great, but the concept I am into. And so I went into Graham Crackers, like the following weekend, I was like, listen, I saw the bad Green Lantern movie. I don't think that was good, but I do want to know more about Green Lantern. And they gave me, like, the list of things to read. And I fell in love with Kyle Rayner and Guy Gardner and their friendship. And that is where I went. So 
Hal Jordan is garbage. John Stewart is awesome. <laughs> and ha- Kyle is my guy. Kyle is my Green Lantern. Yeah. So anyway, that's my journey to Green Lantern. Please, please continue. Now, you know, that's something we actually did touch on before and something that I, I kind of enjoy about that era of comic <laughs> books. You know, when I started reading comics, Kyle was the Green Lantern. Like, there was no yeah. doubt about that. He was Green Lantern. Wally was Flash. You know, that was what right. was going on. So, you know, we have these purists that come along later and say, oh, no, we got to bring back the originals. And that's cool and all. We got some good uh, Jeff John stories out of them. Um, but it, it took me a while to warm up to anybody but Kyle. But one of the things that fascinated me, uh, of course, you know, John Stewart, amazing Green Lantern. But you know, just like a lot of good ideas, it was part of the cartoon. It wasn't really uh, he wasn't really as fleshed out and as nuanced in the comic. Um one of the things that fascinated me about the Green Lantern uh, storylines that were going on at the time is the the buildup to, um, you know, Blackest Night and everything like that. Right. Yeah. Just that that whole run of uh, Jeff Johns and unfortunately Ethan Van Syver, um, where they were going from Rebirth to Sinestro Corps War to, uh, you know, the, the Blackest Night storyline. They they instituted the the green rather the uh, you know the the emotional spectrum, and I'm like wow that's really cool even though clearly some of these aren't emotions that's okay we'll let it slide <laughs> right I'll give it to you because you've made it you've sold me on it <laughs> yeah exactly so I thought it was cool that you know they established hey there are other power rings out there that can do stuff too like there's just one that's like an episode of Metalocalypse and they're just angry all the time and that's where their energy comes from. Like, that's awesome. Or, you know, the scene... Uh, they they I, puke blood at you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that right there is enough to make me give up as a bad guy. Just like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm done. Bye. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. That guy just spit up acid blood at me, and I am out of here. <laughs> Bye. You know, they say that Batman metal is the most, like, you know, <clears throat> death metal it's ever gotten in D.C., it got pretty bad around that time. I mean, look at like Arkillo or Acrillo or whatever right. his name is. Oh, crazy yeah. stuff. So my idea, and this is one I, I briefly shared with you last week, is, you know, how about just have a lantern who's just lazy? Just yes. <laughs> His color is gray or khaki or something like that. You oh, my know? God. Fuck it. Like khaki. Khaki is like khaki best buy pants. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and so nobody really sees him as a as a superhero or a costumed vigilante. It's just like, oh, it's Larry, you know. It's just one dude in the core. <laughs> Do you His work name at is Larry. Squad? Right. It, he he works nights, and he just wants to get to sleep during the day. And so he uses his ring like a sleepwalker would, just to calm down arguing couples and cats fighting and turn off car alarms and that sort of thing. <laughs> right. He just he just helps you get to bed. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know. And that's his power. It's like, he oh, likes it when, you know, there's, alarm. yeah, he likes it when there's like intergalactic threats happening on some far off planet because he gets to get left alone, you know, just, all right, right. I'm here. I get to sleep today. That's fine. Superman's not throwing a building, you know, at someone. <laughs> so that's cool. And so I came up, I came up with an oath for the gray land, for the khaki lanterns, actually. Yes. <laughs> and it goes. <laughs> In afternoon, in latest night, no pillows shall escape my sight. Let those who work hard sleep, all right? Damn it, I don't want to fight. 
It's so good. I would read that. If it was like an Elseworlds tale just for like one issue, yeah, I would, would read that book. Yes, so I would. I was on a roll with the Lanterns. I figured, you know, <laughs> I could actually kind of further develop one that I had um, been thinking about for quite some time because it occurred to me that, uh, you know, in the, in the Green Lantern lore, there's never been like a little kid who's gotten a power ring. So I came up with this concept called the Greenest Lantern. And basically, it's just this little girl, nine years old, named Persephone, and she's assigned uh, a Green Lantern ring due to a clerical oversight. <laughs> so basically, <coughs> it's, it's kind of like the, the Reynolds movie where he gets the ring and he just gets sucked away to Oa, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so she, she gets it and she has no idea what's going on. It's just like, Persephone Jones, we choose you. And, uh, you know... She gets sucked away to Oa to get the she gets the standard training and she goes, excuse me, but I'm too little for this. And uh, <laughs> Kilowog goes, we will not hold your height against you, Earthling. The core does not discriminate. <laughs> we even enlisted a guy with an obviously sinister name once, and you know what? Never mind. We'll move on. <laughs> we have we have a squirrel and a cat. There's a cat in the Red Lantern Corps. It's fine. <laughs> Yes, okay. Real sad great. backstory there, guys. <laughs> Real sad backstory for the cat, yeah. Mm-hmm. I but love this. Speaking of the squirrel or the chipmunk, Chip, actually, I have him in the story too. He befriends her because he, he's been to Earth and he knows, like, this is just a little kid. And so he decides to train her so she doesn't get him too much trouble. So she's going through the traditional Green Lantern training. He's, like, you know, jumping in front of giant moving <laughs> orbs trying to save her life and everything and just like, you know, encapsulating her and force fields and stuff just so she can like make it home in time for dinner. (laughs) That's so cute. Oh my God. It's so pure. Also. I love it. And especially because, you know, it's this, it's this little kid. She's got a green lantern ring and everything that she creates. Cause you know, each, each lantern, each green lantern has their own specific, like (laughs) artistic style of crafting. (laughs) of crafting items, you know? So right. I figure, you know, okay, so, uh, you know, <clears throat> John Stewart is like super technical and Hal is all about just big boisterous emotion and stuff like that. And Kyle is an artist. anime girls. <laughs> exactly. And so because she's so young, everything she creates looks like crayon. <laughs> oh no, that's so cute. It's like, it's like, um, oh God, like, like the... Like the Yoshi game, yeah. They have the anime, the like, t- like kids drawings world where everything looks like it was just drawn with a crayon. Exactly, exactly. Oh, it's like that. So it's good. like um, there was another game kind of similar to that called Scribble Knots, where you're yes. this, yeah, yeah. So you're this kid Maxwell. For those that don't know, you're this kid Maxwell, and you have this magical notepad that anything you write in it comes to life. So it's kind of cool because it teaches kids how to spell, and it's like a. Um, a mind bender for older kids like me. So, <laughs> I yeah, love I, love, I love Scribble Knots. Loved it. I think they came out with a DC one too, but I never got that one though. I need to check that out. Anyway, back to Persephone. So yeah, everything she makes looks like it's made from a kid's creativity level. So when she makes a rocket ship to get back to Earth, it's basically just that big, you know, upside down, <laughs> you with yeah. the triangles on the side and a little fire coming out of the bottom. <laughs> so yeah, so she just goes goes with that 
Um, you know, Chip is kind of her sidekick, kind of like Tippy Toe, Squirrel Girl, <laughs> but I don't want to give that gimmick infringement, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot like um, Little Nemo. So she has adventures at nighttime. She's got a power ring. Um, she obviously doesn't have the lantern, but because her, her uh, constructions are so simple, you know, it's basically like she's draining the power out of it very, very slowly. Right. So later on in the story, we're going to deal with, of course, you know, what happens when it starts to run out and she can't uh, fly anymore and she can't really do everything she used to be able to do. Um, and she starts wondering if she imagined the whole thing. And uh, we find out that because we never actually meet her dad. And I think I skipped over this part and I thought it was kind of like something that could be thrown in there, but doesn't, isn't really necessary. But ultimately, we find out that her dad who has been out of her life this whole time and just kind of comes over on the weekends and stuff is Guy Gardner. No! Yes! <laughs> because as far as I can remember, every story that I've read about Guy has been about him just being this dude at the bar with no responsibilities, who's flashing his butt at Batman through the watchtower window, you know, just being just a real dope untrue but i will <laughs> we can discuss that at another time okay because i could go in we could spend the rest of the time with me defending guy gardner <laughs> i'm ready because I, well but like just as a little background for you okay i could totally see him being a dad who's only there on the weekends because he doesn't have full custody because he's a garbage person mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. i will not argue with you that he is not he is a garbage person but he you know lived in his he lived in his storage unit for a while. That's because true. why pay rent when I could just live here? Which is, <laughs> you know, weird. We've all but had that thought at one we've point. We've all though. had that moment. <laughs> right? you know? I could, you know, I could pay $89 a month for this storage unit and live in it. Or I could pay rent in an apartment. Right. <laughs> Either right. way, I got somewhere to sleep. I live in a studio as it is. Might as well right? just take the next logical step, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and when you spend most of your time on a, in space on an alien planet, why bother with rents? Right. But anyway. Anyway. But he actually, he's, like, really good about kids. Like, he was in a coma because he saved a bus full of children. And he worked with special needs kids. Like, that oh. was one of his jobs. And, like like his earth jobs and so like he's actually not as bad of a guy as people want to make him into but yes he is also a garbage person yeah, like he, doesn't that, have, he definitely doesn't have his life together yeah a lot of that gets and lost and it's funny too because i i read um a little bit about him just because i wanted to throw him in there and i didn't realize because my my journey with guy gardner starts when he became guy gardner warrior because I was right. um, I was trying to collect all the zero hour stuff around that time because it was available to me at Jewel Osco. So I'm like, oh, I'll get all these comics and make the whole story and make my dad doubt my sanity because I want to read about some dude with these weird tattoos all over his body. But that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I started reading them then. But I went back and I saw that at one point he was actually trapped in the Phantom Zone just as a regular guy and yeah. just got like psychologically abused by uh, General Zod for years. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, for sure. Like, he's actually had quite the journey of a character 
but I think because he is such an aggressive person mm-hmm. and he has such an aggressive characterization and like he fucking hate him and Batman fucking hate each other. Mm. Like the whole one punch thing, which is like one of the most famous instances <laughs> Gardner is him getting punched in the face with Batman and knocked out with the one punch. Yeah. <clears throat> but arguably who wouldn't get knocked out with one punch by Batman, except for maybe Diana or Clark. I mean, all he does is punch. And that's his right. whole, that's his whole that's job. That's his whole he thing. He punches. So, yeah. like, he also would punch out Hal Jordan, too, or Jon Stewart. He would never punch Kyle because I think secretly he wants to adopt Kyle. Oh, yeah, but... I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> because he'd fit. Listen, he looks like a tiny clone of him, just yes. like all the other boys, just green eyes. But, you know, it's fine. We can move past that. <laughs> You know, it's funny, just just on the eyes thing, to go on that tangent for a second, Greg Capullo, who has drawn some of the grossest, nastiest things I've ever seen in my life, in Spawn, in Sam and Twitch, even in Batman, he made Bruce have the prettiest eyes in the world. (laughs) Just adorable. I'm like, I get it now. Okay. (laughs) Like, man, how can you say no to Bruce Wayne? Deep down, he's just an eight-year-old kid who wants his mommy and daddy back. (laughs) I feel like he just spent a lot of time just getting those eyes just right, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He wears very specific eyeliner. (laughs) But I think, all right, back to Persephone. Yes, sorry. I think she'd be a good way to bring back one of my favorite series, Young Justice. Because I think the book, the comic, Young yeah. Justice, was just handled so well. Uh, the Todd Maya artwork was extraordinary. I love Peter David's writing. When he's on, he's on. And yeah, I just, that book just had such a cool vibe to it. I agree. It got impulse. It made me like impulse even more. I was already a big fan. <laughs> but yeah, there was, there was one storyline in Young Justice where I guess they'd gotten replaced by robots and they made some like joke about. Do. Yeah, you know, and they made some joke like Impulse didn't even notice for a whole week we had been kidnapped and replaced by cyborgs. <laughs> of course he didn't. He's just got this weird look on his face. You should go look it up, people. It's really funny. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> so that's it. And then I had one emergency one that I'll just wrap up really quickly here. You don't have to wrap it up. You can talk as long as you want, man. You There's are, no time limit. You are the best. This is why. This is why I wanted to be on your show. I was invited to several shows tonight, and I'm like, no, I'm doing this show. <laughs> I want to be on Kelsey's No Budget Dreams because this is where the cool people go to podcast. It's so true. here I am. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're gonna, you're gonna regret giving me more time when you hear this last one. I so, listen once. Like I, we've already again, we've already set the bar real low. Yes, so. we have. <laughs> so this one is okay. It, it is the 10th anniversary of the Twilight film, I believe. And uh, this one... Not a great start. Is, no, no, it's not. This is a twist on the Twilight idea. But this time, it's a combination of Twilight and Casper the Friendly Ghost. I call it simply Ghost School. <laughs> <laughs> so this idea actually comes from a, uh, a turkey-induced haze one Thanksgiving. As I was sitting around with some cousins and some family, and we were talking about various ideas that we had for bad movies. And this was my submission. I thought about this way too hard. So, Kristen, a psychic girl, can see ghosts. 
she falls in love with one of the ghosts named Trevor, a teenage boy who was struck down in the 1980s and fears what may come of their romance. <laughs> Same. Yeah, so basically Same. every every single, uh, you know, Twilight and uh, zombie love movie that has happened before now. So the whole idea of the school is, is that this is where ghosts learn to haunt and spook and basically just terrorize people. So it's it's, it's got a lot in common with uh, our real monsters in that way, too. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, you know, that old Nickelodeon Scooby-Doo cartoon. and the school and the ghoul school. Yeah, 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 that too, that too. That so, was one of my favorite things growing up. <laughs> basically, Maverick ghost hunters want to take down this school. Most ghosts, as we know, never get the opportunity to go to this school, thus haunting whatever domicile that they died in. So the unfortunate ghost that dies in a porta potty is going to have to haunt that porta potty for the duration of time. It's just, you know, them's the breaks. True. Yeah. So more of that story. Don't use porta potties. Mm, yeah. uh, as as years become decades, these spirits become more feral, like traditional ghosts and other media. Now, a ruthless millionaire wants to take the land the school resides on as his own, but no one will tear down the abandoned school because of rumors that it's haunted. I mean, obviously it is. Right. Uh, (laughs) Especially when there's a ruthless billionaire involved. Like, that never ends well. Yeah, I really should update that to billionaire, because millionaires can't really do that much damage these days. (laughs) Right? There's not enough enough bang for your million bucks, you know? Right. (laughs) Oh, you have so, a million dollars? Great. Good for you. <laughs> what so do you want a Tesla here? Ever won, yeah. Anybody, so yeah. is everybody who ever won who wants to be a millionaire. <laughs> it's literally in the name of the show. Right? right? All these people. <laughs> this guy didn't even buy new teeth. They're just, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, there are rules. If a ghost crosses over correctly, then the ghost gets to keep their individuality in the afterlife but if they don't they become part of a hive mind ghost collective and that's the big battle at the end of the film you see i don't know if i mentioned that this was a movie but it is so big battle at the end of the movie is this giant sized ghost that's made out of other ghosts these poor unfortunate souls that have lost their way and now trevor and Kristen have to team up Kristen with a y have to team up to (laughs) defeat them because, of yes. course, it would be Kristen with a Y. I'm trying to appeal to as many audiences as possible. And girls named Kristen with a Y need love, too. So that's why she's my it, main character. Is it two Ys? Like K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N? You know, I'm going to say yes, because you can't <laughs> see my notes. So, yes. <laughs> so... Since the establishment of the school, more ghosts have crossed over the correct way. The hive mind has not been populated as frequently, and it is getting desperate for more souls. So that's why it attacks. The millionaire, billionaire guy becomes aware of the hive mind of ghosts due to some, you know, sci-fi channel ghost tracker people and decides to try to control it to destroy the building himself, take over the land, and somehow exile all of these ghosts, including Trevor to the afterlife, and Kristen ain't having it. So she has to stop this billionaire on her own. Wow. Yeah, that's my elevator pitch. Ghost school. I love it. I love it that it could be a sci-fi original movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> pretty much, pretty much. There was so much genre combination going on there. It kind of have to be like it's, a Sharknado. <laughs> I'm imagining like your go the ghost like the. I'm imagining the ghost monster with all of the ghosts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine it as like a Megazord. Yeah, that's and, perfect. Right, where it's just like I'm gonna take this, this over here, and that's my arm now. <laughs> and I'm gonna take this over here, and that's my leg now. <laughs> also, like Megazord meets Super Scroll. Oh man, where See, we yeah. just randomly have the powers of the Fantastic Four, but only in one limb. I like that. I like that. <laughs> That was so wacky, man. Why just the one limb at a time? Like, stretch this arm really far. Well, it's like this this song. (laughs) This one's just on fire. (laughs) It's very painful, actually. (laughs) It's the the song about Super Scroll where it's like, how how does he tie his shoes? Like, and does his invisible leg burn when he tries to touch it? Like, it just, none of it makes sense. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) None of. Zero of these things add up. Why is was... he? Why is he the super scroll? What, right. <laughs> well, why did they? Why did they make a super scroll that only? Like, why didn't you give them interchange? Like, why didn't you do like a, like a, absorbing situation, like an absorbing man situation where you have like the powers of each of them and you can use them at will, instead of like. What my one leg, my one arm stretches. This one's on fire. I got, I got a leg made of rocks. Like, okay, cool, good job. That's that's gonna defeat the world's greatest superhero team. Right? Yeah, um, they're gonna defeat the Fantastic Four by somebody who has one limb that has all of their powers. Like, so, like one limb, he can control all. No, like each limb has a different of their four powers. Four. Four Fantastic Four, four limbs. No, that doesn't make sense. Not at all. Not at all. I hope that I hope that scroll scientist was fired. I hope so too. Ah, fired. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that bad pun, I'm out of ideas. That's it for me. <laughs> well, this was definitely a journey. Yes. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I would want to quote Billy Madison and saying that we're all now dumber for having heard that. <laughs> but I don't. That's fair. That's it, fair. We, but I don't because I appreciate you and I actually enjoyed every single one of these ideas. Even I want to know more about what what would be at your barbershop, Fade to Black. I Yeah. Yeah, like, that was, uh, yeah. Is it just, it's just a barbershop and I have a great name for a barbershop? Or is That's there it. like a... That's it. Okay. That's it. That's, That's why I started there. I wanted Let's to, see. you know, give you a little, just like a little Susan of of like just, the ideas. That just were know what it's on like. The, way. the day, a day in the life of Matt Peter's brain. Exactly. When it's, it's... not Phil rap names, it's just <laughs> goofy names for it's establishments. Just... <laughs> Fair enough, man. There's a there's a restaurant in Evanston that, like, if I could go and eat the food there, I would be there all, as much as humanly possible. It's called Vietnam Nam. Mm, I like and that. It's, it's Vietnamese food, and I'm like, <laughs> Monica and I saw it once when we were go- when we were coming back from seeing a movie. Oh, we were coming back from seeing Itania, so we were already super g- giggly because Sebastian Stan in that movie. If you just took, I just want Bucky to talk like that, like he does in that movie, and I just want 
I literally just want him to turn around and like in the middle of civil war when they're like fighting and Bucky just be like, look at Tony and be like, stop being such a bitch. <laughs> and of course, <laughs> like, as everybody knows, I, Tanya, the sequel to the hit movie, I, Robot, starring Will right. Smith. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, there were no robots at all. And it took place in the 80s. So it was a strange sequel. It was, but, you know. It was, it's fine. <laughs> Made you know, more sense than Blade Runner 2. That's, you know, that's all that matters. <laughs> doesn't, don't, didn't, didn't everything? Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, I, listen, so before I let you go, I'm get, you're going to be my first person that I share a, a no budget dream with of oh, my own. Yeah. I'm ready. Because your idea for your, um, um, for your, Oh my God! Why didn't I write down the name of it? Limit Limit Breakers. There limit it is. Breakers. I took, I took yes. notes. Yes, Limit, and I couldn't find it. I'm just like seeing cool things, and then I'm like, "What is the name of it, though?" For Limit Breakers, I did write it down. <laughs> so, I have wanted to start a restaurant that is similar to that concept, where it's like superhero themed, but not one superhero. It's like a different, a, a collection of different superheroes. Because based entirely off of a gag reel joke from the Ultimate Avengers cartoons. Okay. So in the gag reel, they had just like a running joke with they with the which is when you have a gag reel for a cartoon, that means you took extra time with the voice actors to go over animation that you made that was actually for the movie. And then they <laughs> also like went and like added stuff to the animation that they had for the movie to go with the jokes that they were making. I don't know what the origins of the jokes are, but they had a running gag through the entire gag reel about Tony and having a house of ribs called Tony Stark's house of ribs. And every time (laughs) Tony was coming from somewhere or going somewhere or talking to somebody, he always brought up the house of ribs. And then they had a sign that was Tony Stark's house of ribs. (laughs) and I was like I want to start if I had the like if I got the green light from well at the time it wasn't Disney it was just Marvel but now I need Disney which this Mm. would be a great thing to add to their theme park all over like you can add a fucking like steakhouse to your theme park (laughs) for superheroes called Tony Stark's House of Ribs and it's like all of the food on the menu would be based off of different, like each section would be based off of a different superhero. And then all of the people in the restaurant would wear superhero t-shirts or superhero oh. memorabilia as their uniform. So it'd just be like jeans and a t-shirt. So it's a real laid back vibe. And then, you know, play in superhero movies on the TV. You could buy superhero swag. You could buy comic books. You could buy... Funko Pops, you know, whatever, like a little gift shop of stuff, kind of like you, if we can turn Bubba Gump's shrimp (laughs) house or whatever into an actual thing where I've worked, by the way, and it was the worst job. Wow. Like, (laughs) listen, if we can do that, we could definitely take superheroes and turn it into like, listen, Planet Hollywood didn't last, but I think Tony Stark's House of Ribs absolutely would survive. Because I agree, <laughs> especially if you had it at a Disney park, like that's just that's just handing you money, like. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my thing. Tony Stark's House of Ribs. I just I, want don't, it. I don't know. 
my 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 biggest problems were one I don't have any you know the no budget dream portion of it where I don't have a budget or intellectual property the other portion of it is that I I would need like a real good rib recipe which I can make an okay rib but like I don't have anything to write home about I don't believe you you should prove it I I just I don't no I mean I just I just I have a oak I have a I can make ribs Mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. don't have anything that's any different or special than what anybody else in the world has come up with. I'm just trying you know? to get you to make me ribs. That, that's literally all I'm saying. <laughs> well, maybe. maybe one right. day. Yeah, I like that. I got a maybe. You got a maybe. We'll see. Yeah. One day. When, one it's, day. when it's not too hot to function in the world, I'll make yes. some, I'll, maybe I'll make some ribs. I'll have like a come over and eat food at my house party that's, now that I've gotten good, the yeah. ceiling fixed thank god <laughs> it only took a week that's all you know yeah you it think they want to get on six, that it only took you know 16 phone calls and 4 emails and threatening to not pay rent you yeah. know it's, it's fine it's fine like you call your landlord hey my my roof is uh, my ceiling is is leaking here and then they go, do you really need it, though? I mean... Right. Do you need that ceiling? Well, yeah. Kind of. We never really charged you for that anyway. It's kind of, <laughs> you know, we threw that in extra. You've just got some free water. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know what your problem add. is. It's, like, a, it's oh, yeah, a water feature free in your run- home. Yeah, a water feature coming from your ceiling onto your <laughs> bed. Awesome. In your carpet. Oh, Whatever. what a nightmare. What a nightmare. Well, it's done now. So that's that's that and now you and you don't have to move furniture so you win this round hooray you just get to now we just get to eat brunch that's what's up that's that's the real winning hand right there eating brunch yes it's true all Mm -hmm. right so before i let you go anything that you want to pitch or anything anything that you would want me to shout out to well for your chicago listeners i would like them to check out the chicago nerd social club where we get nerdy about all kinds of things, including comics and Doctor Who and wrestling and all kind of stuff. So if come you check nerd that it, out. we talk about it. Yeah. Also, uh, there's a Kickstarter going on right now for Uncanny Magazine Year 5. So that's pretty big. Uh, we're going to be doing an Uncanny TV uh, pilot. So you can check that out. Check out some of the YouTube videos we did to hype that up. That's a lot of fun. Have you and guys reached your stretch goal yet? Because I not yet. Not yet. We're still okay. working on that. Yeah, yeah. So now the the bribery is is that if we reach the stretch goal, then I have to wear my uh, new day glowing unicorn horn on the train to and from work. So if you really want to embarrass me, <laughs> I mean, make that happen. My like every Halloween, I embarrass myself. Last year, I went into Mariano's blue. Yes, but you're in disguise, so it's okay. Was I? (laughs) (laughs) It's just who I am as a person. That's true. That's true. It's the real you. Yes. And then last but not least, check out my own podcast, Since Last We Spoke, which includes episodes of Cast Today, where I take the entire month of June and do a new podcast episode every day for that month like a crazy person except for this month except, or this June. except for this june because you know what self-care is important and exactly. i decided to self-care so 100%. yes 100 yes indeed <laughs> all right well 
thank you so much for taking time out of your evening to oh. and turning down all of your other offers. I feel blessed <laughs> and privileged and humbled. <laughs> well, thank you for having me of course. <laughs> on No Budget Dreams. <laughs> I hope I've entertained as well as inspired. Absolutely. So much so that I still plan to go to brunch with you on Saturday. So. Well, all right. <laughs> all right. I will text you. Yes. All right. <laughs> Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Matt Peters for stopping by and pitching your no-budget dream. For more information on Chicago Nerd Social Club, follow the link that I've posted in the show notes. Also, to donate to Uncanny Magazine and help them reach their stretch goal, uh, please follow the link in the show notes that I will post again. It's also in the show notes from the first episode with Caitlin, as she also gave a shout-out to them. And if Matt Peters does end up having to wear his awesome unicorn horn to and from work, I will definitely post that on Instagram. And listen to, since last we spoke, Matt Peters' own podcast, which is a delight because he is a delight. Follow us on social media on Instagram at No Budget Dreams Pod. Send me an email if you want to pitch your no-budget dream, ask me about my no-budget dreams, get right on air, give me some constructive feedback, or, you know, give me some awesome feedback. Whatever you feel your heart desires, uh, email us at nobudgetdreamspod at gmail.com, or uh, yell at me on Twitter, or laugh at my jokes about Sharknado, or whatever I'm watching at nobudgetdreams. That is all for this episode. I'm Kelsey Nicole, and thanks for coming on this journey with me.